morning, Father's House family. Welcome to Daily Devotions. Uh, my name is Lloyd, and I'm so grateful to be welcoming you to our conversation uh, this morning as we continue our series uh, on talking about encountering God through the promises of the new covenant. It really has been an awesome series for devotions uh, so far. So I um, just want to take a moment and uh, greet a few people, say good morning to, to those that are jumping on board. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor George, on YouTube for letting us know that our technology is up and running. That always gives me confidence first thing in the morning. Um, and good morning, Tish, on Facebook. Thank you so much for saying uh, good morning. Um, it really is wonderful to, to be able to serve you, the Father's House community, um, in this way this morning. And always, as we know, um, if you're watching this later than live, you're welcome to fast forward um, this part of the devotion. This is when we take a moment to greet one another, say hello, catch up a little bit, uh, and then we'll get into our, our conversation at seven o'clock this morning, um, talking about the new covenant promise of hope. That's what we're going to be sharing on today. Um, good morning to Courtney Hall as well on YouTube and, Ang and Andrew Barkley as well. Good morning to you. Um, hello, Anthea on Facebook. Good morning from Amanzum Toti. Um, I hear that you guys had a, a gathering on Sunday. Quite a few people from Father's House gathered in Toti. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if you were there, Anthea, but let us know how it was if you were. Um, some really exciting things happening uh, in, in the life of the church. And as you probably already know, speaking of gatherings, that we've had our second gathering in the city of George. And that was also um, another amazing morning, uh, gathering together as a, as a community. So, yeah, really excited about what God is doing at the moment. Uh, good morning, Sammy Knox. So nice to see you um, on YouTube. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, good morning, Francho, as well, on uh, Facebook. Okay, saying good morning to our Father's House family, as well as uh, Gabriel also on uh, Facebook. Good morning to you guys. So um, I'm not sure if you guys uh, watched or watched online or in the building on Sunday, but how amazing has the start of the Grace series been? Um, I absolutely loved uh, hearing a little bit of Lucky's story uh, and that despite having a really tough family upbringing, he found spiritual family um, in and through his church community. Uh, and I absolutely loved uh, hearing a little bit of his, of his story um, on, on Sunday morning. Why don't you let us know uh, in the comments what, what you enjoyed about, about Sunday's message. Um, I always think that a conversation around grace is so central to, uh, to who we are as a church uh, that it always brings a fresh revelation and fresh um, insight to the house. And um, yeah, I really am excited for, uh, for the, next, uh, the next two weeks as well. Uh, good morning to Kwaita, uh, Vicky, um, Hilton and Liesl all on Facebook saying good morning. Uh, good morning to Liesl as well uh, on YouTube. Uh, good morning, Kelly Dillon as well, my wife. Nice to see you online this morning. Um, good morning to Livonia and Steve as well, um, also on Facebook. Uh, and Jill uh, saying hi from uh, on uh, YouTube this morning. So um, we're going to be getting into our conversation in just a little bit. Uh, we're talking about the new covenant promise of hope this morning. So if you, in the meantime, want to... Um, Want to have a look at some at some scriptures? We're going to be in uh, the book of of three John, uh, third three John, not John three, but three John, um, and second Corinthians. Those are going to be two of the scriptures that we'll look at this morning. We're going to go through a whole bunch because uh, there's so many on this topic of of hope, but uh, those are the those are the two ones that we're going to be looking at uh, together this morning. Uh, good morning, Anthea, on Facebook. A small gathering on Sunday. Oh, awesome! But excited for Alpha Course gathering on Wednesday nights. Yes, Alpha is starting. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, uh, we're having Alpha, um, yeah, across Father's House North End, Cape Town, J Bay. 
uh, and then online uh, starting as well, I think, um, at the end of the or towards the end of the year. So really am looking forward to that. Um, yeah, just loving the the opportunity to to have meaningful conversations as a as a group about faith and about um, what this whole Christianity thing is all about. You know, I, I absolutely love the way that Alpha's marketed it. You know, they say, you know, got questions about life and um, got questions about purpose. Um, I really am looking looking forward to that um, to that uh, starting tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for letting us know. Um, we've got seven seconds left. I see Catherine on YouTube saying good morning from a cool and wet city of Georgia. It does look like there's some rain coming towards towards PE side, which I'm really thankful for. But let's get into our conversation this morning, uh, Father's House family. I'll see you guys in just a bit. So good morning, everybody. Welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Lloyd, and this morning I will be continuing our series uh, talking about encountering God and as we look at the promises of the new covenant. And this morning I want to look at how we can encounter God through the new covenant promise of hope that Jesus has given us. You know, hope is something so central to the gospel of Jesus, isn't it? It's covered in so many passages of Scripture and in so many different contexts. And we know from the outset that we as mankind, as a human race, we were without hope at a stage. You know, we were never able to match up to the demands uh, of righteousness that the law required of us. That's what the whole Old Testament um, was about. And it's there to prove the fact that human beings in our own strength were never able to meet those requirements. But Jesus, when he came and lived a perfect life, giving a perfect sacrifice to perfectly fulfill the requirements of the law, he made another way of living that is fueled by the Holy Spirit. And so now as human beings, we have a living hope and an everlasting hope through him. And it's good to be reminded of the fact that despite what happens around us or even our own disappointments that we sometimes do, we can continue to have hope both for eternity and for our futures here on earth because of who lives inside of us. And so let's have a look at a couple of key verses on the topic of hope before I share a thought or two with you around how hope is produced in the life of the believer. Quite an interesting concept, but um, we'll, we'll get to that in just a bit. But let's have a look at a few key scriptures. The first one, probably one of the most famous scriptures on the topic of hope, it's Hebrews 6 verses 19 to 20. It says this, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul. I love that analogy, this anchor for the soul, something that keeps you grounded, steadfast, rooted, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Jesus has entered there on our behalf. So the scripture is saying that Jesus is our hope. Uh, as a forerunner, because he has become a high priest uh, forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. It's an amazing passage of scripture talking about how Jesus, as our living hope, went in behind the veil. The Holy of Holies where God's presence was. And he tore down that veil. He tore down the barrier between us and him. This, this thing that separated our access from God. And now we have a one-on-one -on -one access to God, to God's holiness in and through Jesus. Amen. Jesus, our eternal high priest, paved the way for us to experience that new hope, that new freedom. And this hope that we have in God is not something that is accessed once a year by another high priest on our behalf. No, this hope is alive and present on the inside of us. And we have access to that moment by moment every single day. Let's have a look at another verse um, that talking about hope. Psalm 147 verse 11. 
from a slightly different context. It says, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him and in those who hope in his steadfast love. If, you know, if there was ever anything that we could place our hope in, it would be the love of God, wouldn't it? According to that verse, it's steadfast, meaning that it's unchanged, it's immovable, and it's committed. Kind of a similar um, concept to this hope that we have as an anchor for the soul. You can see similar themes playing out here. Uh, and in an ever-changing world, you know, how refreshing is it to know that there's something constant, there's something that's unchanging, that we can place our hope in. And it's quite an amazing thought to think that the Lord takes pleasure and he delights in those who hope in his love. And there's almost a sense uh, in which there's a reward, this kind of intimacy with God for having our hope placed securely in him. And then lastly, another well-known passage uh, talking about hope is Romans 15 verse 13. It says this, may the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. You know, I love that opening phrase, may the God of hope. You know, God is hope. That is who he is. It's part of his character. And he gives us access to and fills us with that hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And just also notice the word abound there, that you may abound in hope. Not just a little bit of hope, not just enough hope, but abounding in hope, always having more than we need through Christ. A hope that extends and overflows to others, not just for ourselves, but that it can actually reach other people. You know, hope is contagious. Quite a cool concept from this passage. And it really does change the way that you speak about things in life, doesn't it? When we, have, when we grasp this idea that we may overflow and abound in hope. You know, I believe that we all fall into the negativity trap from time to time. It's quite easy uh, to get sort of sucked into these conversations, right? Especially with all the challenges that we're facing in South Africa right now. But let's be encouraged to let Scripture steer us in those moments as we remind ourselves of some of these principles, remembering who we are and who we are hoping in and how much hope we have access to. And according to that verse, it abounds. We can abound in hope. And because when we do that, it'll radically change the way that we speak, the way that we view our, our country, our circumstances, our situations, won't it? So with that as a little bit of a background, let's dive into two key scriptures this morning that uh, teach us, that, that instruct us how we can cultivate hope or how it is produced in the life of the believer. And firstly, according, according to Romans 5 verse 15, hope is produced through character. Hope is produced through character. It's an interesting idea, but let's have a look at this verse. And I'm going to jump down to where it says, um, not only that, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. It's a remarkable thing to know that through suffering and endurance, our character is refined and a refined or a purified character produces hope on the inside of us, in our souls. You know, perhaps a bold prayer request this morning might be, Lord, when I go through suffering, please help me keep the end goal in sight. Please remind me that this suffering will produce endurance. Endurance will produce character and character will produce, it will cultivate hope. You know, we don't like the idea of facing difficulties from time to time, but as we approach those seasons, may we have the boldness of faith to allow them to produce in us an even greater confidence in the hope that we can have in and through Jesus. And may we let that suffering shine an even brighter light 
on the hope that according to that verse will never put us to shame. That's something to be confident about this morning. Amen. And so firstly, hope is produced through our character. And then secondly, it is produced through our focus. It's produced through our focus. Let's look at Lamentations uh, 3 verse 24. It says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. There's, there's a kind of a language there that almost um, gives you the idea of making a choice, doesn't it? And it's true that we can declare of many things, you know, therein lies my joy. We can say, I choose to place my joy in my careers, my sport, uh, material possessions, uh, even noble things like praiseworthy things like family or spouse. And while those are all things that can bring us elements um, of joy and happiness, there really is only one source of eternal, unchanging joy. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's him and him alone. And that, you know, that word portion can actually be translated as inheritance. And I love the fact that because we focus on the Lord as our primary inheritance, a place that only he can fulfill, our soul can choose to place its hope in him. Because we focus on the Lord as our primary inheritance, a place that only he can fulfill, our soul can choose to place its joy in him. And you'll notice, and I'll close with, with this thought, that an inheritance has usually got to do with something that we receive when someone passes away, Right? It's when the owner passes away that the heirs or the children receive this inheritance. Well, Jesus did pass away. He died on a cross, but he rose again. And so because the owner of hope, the God of hope passed away, we can receive the fullness of that hope. And because he rose again, our hope is alive. It's living and it's an inheritance that will never, ever fade away. So I hope that encourage you this morning uh, as we remind ourselves that we can look in, we can look into, we can gaze face to face into the eyes of hope himself and receive everything we need for, for our life and for, and for godliness according to scripture. So let's take a moment, Father's last family, and uh, close in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the power of your word. Thank you that according to these scriptures, our hope is alive and it's in a person. It's in you, Jesus, and you are in us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that we can abound in hope that extends to others. And so teach us, Father, to, to change the way we, we speak, change our focus even, to, to fix our eyes on you, to speak hope, and to tell our soul that we can choose joy because our hope is in you. Thank you so much, Lord, that we have an anchor for our soul. And I pray that this week we would look for opportunities to, instead of speaking negativity, to speak our hope instead of to let things steal our joy, to place our joy and remind ourselves that it's firmly in you. And thank you that when we do that, we will rise up as a community of believers and see the world around us change because of the power and the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we ask this all in your wonderful name. Amen.